The Fable and Folly Network supports creators of exceptional audio stories, including the one you're listening to right now. If you love our shows, we want to hear from you. Complete our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey. This will help us learn more about you, what you like, what you'd like to hear more of, and how we can maintain an inclusive, safe atmosphere. As a thank you for your participation, we have extras and behind-the-scenes content from your favorite shows. Fans make the network what it is. Thanks for listening, and we can't wait to hear from you. Find our listener survey at fableandfolly.com slash survey today. This is this is this is Greater Boston. Thanks for this opportunity. I appreciate you're still considering me after, well, fuck, you know, it was your deal after all. But it's really decent of you not to hold it against me. I'm really psyched about this job. I mean, I know it's not exactly a huge career opportunity or anything, but I like traveling around, seeing different parts of the city. Delivering food is perfect for that. See Copley Square one day, Harvard the next, sweet. And I'm good with food, like managing dietary restrictions and allergies and stuff. I'm gonna be a doctor, so I take food hygiene fucking serious. That shit's life and death, you know? I I mean, uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm taking early start courses in veterinary science at CCSCCCC, the Cambridge Central Square Community College commuter campus, you know, in Redline. They've got the most kick-ass rodent rescue facility in the Northeast because of all the mice and rats that live down on the tracks. I always loved watching those little guys scavenge while I was waiting on the platform for their train. And now I get to actually help them. Pretty fucking sweet, right? Sometimes I feel like, what's her face? Uh, that lady with the gorillas? Jane Goodall. But for subway rats. I mean, it's kind of weird to go to college on a train. Not like by train, but actually on the train. But they've got a nationally ranked program in exotic domesticated small animal surgical medicine. And if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right, you know? Rats have the tiniest fucking organs. You can hardly even see them. And here I've got to learn to disentangle tumors from a mess of guts that look like a blob of angel hair spaghetti packed into like a baby mitten. Which is some hard shit in the first place. But I'm learning to do it on motherfucking mass transit. Like... Some people can barely manage to get a cup of coffee into their face without spilling it on half a dozen unlucky fuckers sitting next to them. And here I've got to do surgery with the world's tiniest scalpel on a skank-ass subway train driven by some coked-up wannabe NASCAR jackhole. And i got to do it without fucking shit up any worse for this sad little guy on my operating table. Like, she might have kids, you know? And I don't want to orphan any little ratty babies. So, man, uh, you got to be a fucking wizard to get through that program. I mean, I had no idea. I really didn't. But I'm doing it. I'm, I'm really doing it. But anyway, school's not cheap, so I need a job. But a job that knows I can't be its bitch. Like, I got other shit to do. I need a flexible schedule so I can be at school when I gotta be at school and still know my paycheck's coming, even if I'm five minutes late for throwing meatball sandwiches to a bunch of entitled douche nozzles. And if you've got, like, a complimentary free lunch for employees thing going, that'd be awesome. But also, you'll totally save money if you hire me. I'm strictly vegetarian. Like, I love animals. Animals are my friends. And I'm not going to chow down on my friends, not even the really dumb ones. But meat's the most expensive part of food, so I'd get a free meal, but it doesn't really cost you anything. So that's like win-win. 
Also, I'm totally kick-ass at dealing with people. And that's really the most important part of the job, right? Like, that's fucking retail. That's front-end food service. I know that shit. My mom's been a waitress since forever, and I always used to hang out at the diner after school until she got off shift. Like, there was nowhere else for me to be, you know? And I'd help out. I'd bust tables, I'd get the ketchup if someone needed ketchup, or Tabasco if somebody needed Tabasco. And so I learned about dealing with customers, the good customers, the regular customers, even the creep-ass customers, especially the creep-ass customers. And most of the time, I never even had to put a fist into anyone's pie hole, though I totally can if I have to. So like, if I'm here and one of those douche nozzles is all, I wanted nine croutons and you only gave me eight croutons, I know when to be like, Sure, whatever, have another crouton, and when to be all, dude, that is an eight crouton salad, and you got your eight croutons, so shut the fuck up and pay me. Like, it's all about line management. You gotta keep it moving. Off hours, no one's there, you can afford to be a little nice. But you got a line of 20 people all trying to chug their food inside of a half-hour lunch break, no way am I gonna take extra time to coddle some asshole who thinks he's special. Sure, he'll be pissed, but better one guy pissed than the other 19, you know? That's basic strategic thinking, and I rock at strategic thinking. Anyway, you should totally hire me, right? I mean, I'm pretty fucking awesome. Greater Boston is written and produced by Alexander Danner and Jeff Van Driesen. This episode featured Joanna Bodnick as Mallory. Charlie on the MTA demo track recorded by Emily Peterson and Dirk Tiedi. Now, a few more listening recommendations to enjoy through the Greater Boston hiatus. First, congratulations to Ryan Estrada on the launch of the much-anticipated Big Data. Ryan is an old friend of mine from my time in webcomics a good decade ago, and it's been very exciting to see him developing his show just as I'm, I'm developing mine. Uh, and uh, I'm also excited to say that some of the cast of Greater Boston will be appearing in Big Data. Uh, you can catch a couple of us in Episode 2, uh, and you'll be hearing from Mallory in Episode 7. Uh, so please go check that out. It's a wild, crazy, fun show, uh, and I'm really looking forward to hearing the rest of it myself. Next, I want to mention The Bridge, which is also a, a fairly new show. It's only a few episodes in, uh, but the setting alone, this vast, abandoned, transoceanic bridge uh, as a geography, that image immediately captured my interest, and the show has been living up to that promise, uh, and I'm, I'm very excited to see where it's going. Uh, and finally, we raise our glass to the Spirits podcast, where Amanda and Julia enjoy their booze with a chaser of folklore and mythology. Uh, this one's not an audio drama, but it is entertaining, it's educational, it's a little bit inebriated, uh, it's highly recommended, and, and they've been wonderful supporters of our show, uh, and, and we love their show just as much, so please go listen to that too. Uh, and that is all from Greater Boston. Uh, we'll be back again in three weeks. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Good evening, and welcome to Strange Air. I am your host, Malcolm Smith, and I'll be here for the next four hours taking your calls as we explore the outer regions of reality. Ten years ago, Malcolm Smith vanished from the face of the earth. One moment, he was on the air in the middle of a sentence, and the next moment, he was gone. People will believe anything. So, what do you think happened? I believe your father staged the whole thing. 
I believe your daddy was taken. Do you believe in miracles? I guess people believe what they want to believe. I believe I'll have a little more wine. It's time you heard the truth about your father. You're completely insane. Did someone hit you? Leave me alone! What's going on? I'm going to find my father. Strange Air. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Visit strangeairpodcast.com for more information.